Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at our best bets video here for Monday as the playoffs roll on. We've got two games on the slate after we were treated to four games a day over the weekend. Uh, Nate and I also have a player props video up for you, so make sure to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along with us. We also want you to head to thelines.com. You can check out all the great written content as we're throwing all the picks up on the site, and you can use that odds finder tool we have on there. Nate has a great article with the odds finder tool in it, so you can make sure you're getting the best odds available to you from all of these books, giving us bets in the playoffs this NBA postseason. Uh, we had a bit of a struggle on Friday night with our uh, player props. Pretty decent on the best bets, uh, but needed some help. So uh, we will be looking to correct, course correct here for you guys as we move forward on Monday. Feeling pretty good about these picks and the two games we've got. So, Nate, let's jump right into your first NBA best bet for tonight. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the total is 217 for the Bucks Heat. And like over there, uh, I'd rather just target the home team, which, you know, the Heat are, you can get at 105 points, over 104 and a half at DraftKings right now. That's just extremely low. I know these teams have a reputation for playing low scoring games. I mean, the Bucks were an under team last year in the playoffs, but it's just really not been the case so far in these playoffs, uh, mainly because of the pace of play, right? This series has been played at 100 pace even a 96.7 pace when we moved to Miami, which is a lot faster than Miami played at home all year. Um, and the regression just hasn't come for Miami shooting the three ball, even after losing Tyler Hero for the series. They're still shooting 50% and hitting over 15 threes um, and spreading out the Bucks really. 27.5 assists per game uh, resulted in 27 plus in each quarter there in game three as they roll past this total for 121 they're averaging 124 in the series and you look at their home road splits 118 points per game at home after the all-star break with a 124 rating so they could go even higher if this is a 100 pace again that's versus 106 on the road so I would worry about Miami's offense if this game was in Milwaukee I'm not really that worried about Giannis coming back uh, and impacting the game as much defensively. I think what he will impact is a slower, uh, you know, more possessions because more free throws, being more, more, you know, even faster pace, more attacking in transition, more opportunities for Miami to come back and score uh, as, as they've continued to play them competitively. And look, the assist numbers, the three-point numbers, it's not an anomaly. You look at Milwaukee, 10th worst three-point defense since the All-Star break. Sixth worst uh, in terms of assists allowed, and then seventh worst in terms of points allowed. They're giving up 120 on the road since the All-Star break. And in part, again, because of that pace, it's not like their defensive rating is terrible. But they like to play fast. Uh, the way they were able to beat Miami without Giannis, and we don't know how healthy Giannis is going to be if he if he manages to play. He's very much questionable. Uh, they beat Miami by spreading them out and shooting a ton of threes. And, you know, you just see the MIA, MIL matchup and you're like oh that's going to be a physical low scoring game but it has not been the case it's been a lot of three-point shooting and and nice spread out sprawl ball as we see in the modern nba yep i'm with with all that and and we've seen 
a pace of play that's been helped by uh, turnovers. It's been helped by uh, fast break points and above the break threes that a lot of those threes are coming on, uh, where Miami is looking for guys like Struess and even Vincent, uh, even Caleb Martin uh, on the wings as they're coming down on fast breaks and getting a lot of those. But they're also getting a lot of uh, points in the paint off of fast breaks and and off of um, turnovers in general, really, and turning and going and getting you know a, a couple guys ahead of of the Milwaukee defense, which. Like, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit scared because I guess I'll just move on to my, my second pick. And it's not necessarily a scared pick. It's just a slightly confused pick uh, because I think 216 and a half is too low for this total. I'll just move right on to that. You know, as you're talking about the heat, like I'm, I'm with that. Um, but the heat are so up and down that it, what we saw in game two could potentially happen again. And I would just like to take the points in the event that uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton come out firing again. Uh, and everybody really does on the, the Bucks and allow for them to potentially have a, another blowout themselves, even though it is on the road for them. And I know Miami's been better at home at times, but they, they've definitely been in, like inconsistent in a way that they're consistently inconsistent and, and their averages um, at home and, and throughout the, the year in, in certain scenarios, they kind of average out. They're a little bit, you know, up and down. They fluctuate. Sometimes they'll go over on the road. Sometimes they'll go over at home um, and it'll be by a lot and up and down on their, you know, well above or, or below their averages. Um, but then it all comes back to the, to the mean for them. And that's about 110 points uh, in this situation as well. And, and I was also wondering after they win, is there consistency to them, you know, not playing well after they win? Not even really, honestly, they score 110 points per game um, with an 113 offensive rating in games after a win. And, and that includes, uh, you know, a couple games that they went way under and way over. Like I said, they just fluctuate. But either way, I think if they aren't, even if they're not scoring, I can't see Milwaukee coming out and playing like that once more. They, they shot abysmally from the floor. I don't know that you want to give that much credit to the uh, the Miami defenses. As you said, there's just a lot of variance when you're shooting that many threes. And that was an off night uh, for Milwaukee in a game that Miami came out hard, which is always what happens in, in the in game three with the, the home team there coming back to their building with whether they're down 0-2 or tied 1-1 or whatever that, you know, that game three is always going to be a solid performance. It's usually going to be a solid performance from the home team coming back to their building. So um, the pace is a huge thing. It's actually been like 100.98. So it's basically 101 pace that these two teams are playing at in this series so far. And that's part of the reason that we're getting all these, you know, 245 point totals um, that just make this 216 and a half feel wrong. I, I do think if Giannis is in there and he's able to play 26 and a half points feels pretty good for him too. Uh, and I think that, you know, he'll be capable of that if he's, playing in this game, even when we saw him come back from that knee uh, in the finals where you're like, oh, no human being could possibly even come back and play. Well, he came back and then had a 50.17 rebound performance to win MVP of that series. So I think he's super capable of doing anything that you know he wants to do if, if his knee will allow it. Uh, and I think it will at this point. And, and, and so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just take the over on the game at 216 and a half uh, and feel really good about it. Yeah, you feel really good if you take that and then Giannis is ruled in. Uh, I mean, because he's just a walking 30 and also will elevate Jimmy Butler's game, who we've already seen score over a point per minute in the series. And uh, yeah, I don't think Giannis is going to be healthy enough to, to to play lockdown D on Jimmy and score the way he has. Um, you know, Drew Holiday is almost wasted in this series defensively because like, who's, who's he going to lock up? Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry? Like Miami doesn't, doesn't care. They're not going to play through those guys. And yeah, so far, Spo has had the X's and O's in place to stay a step ahead of Bud. We know how that coaching matchup goes, in our opinion, 
Um, yeah. Never really a big bud stand. But moving on here to second pick and the second game of the night, uh, Lakers Grizz. And I'm going with AD here. I, I think we were all tailing LeBron after his, you know, Dylan Brooks talks trash and LeBron indicates that he's going to go out there and win the game. And he had a, a fine line, but continued to kind of defer to AD down the stretch, who winds up with 31 and 17 on a 34% usage rate. And now we're getting 24 points for AD, 23 and a half at minus 110. I feel pretty, pretty damn good about that at home here. I'll go ahead and put one and a half units on it. And 25 plus in a win for the Lakers is plus 185. Another half unit on that, please. And thank you, uh, AD, you know, home road in the playoffs in his career, 29 points per game with a 30% usage. That's compared to 25 on the road. He shoots 55% at home, gets to the line over eight times a game. That's the biggest key here, here is Memphis without Steven Adams and without Brandon Clark has struggled against these, this type of player. I mean, they're, giving up the 10th most second chance points on the road and the fourth highest free throw rate, which is the key against AD on the road since the all-star break, a 118 defensive rating without Steven Adams on the road. And, and even 11th in paint points, which is bad for Memphis because they're usually top five in that department. Um, so, I mean, AD at home in with the Lakers, I mean, this is weird because a lot of these games were in the bubble and, didn't necessarily matter if they were home or away, but when they were listed at home on the schedule, he only came up short of 25 points once in the first round with the Lakers. He's scoring 27. Again, that 30% usage rate versus 23 in road games. I mean, there are a couple of real road games in there, including the first two of this series though, which is what we can look at very uh, indicatively and say, wow, he, he really came back to crypto and, and, and had felt a lot more comfortable. I think there is something to say, for a lack of travel, helping a guy with with all those joint and, and injury history issues. So playing at home here for the second game in a row against the Grizzlies team, missing a lot of interior depth. I expect him to to carry the Lakers um, and, and really on both ends of the floor. But I think the points are the most exploitable prop here for AD. Yeah, I, I continue to like blocks, but it's interesting too, because I, we were all thinking about LeBron and Man, I really would have loved if he just got one more rebound uh, because that would have been great for some double-double bets and some 10-rebound bets that were plus money. Anyway, um, AD was the one who also had a quote um, before Game uh, 3 there where he was like, if Dylan Brooks is talking like that about LeBron James, then what does he think about the rest of us? Because he's at least a top three player of all time. So if he thinks he's old and washed up or you know not that good and overrated, then what does he think about me, Anthony Davis, or you know any of the other players that aren't nearly as good as the two of us? Uh, and AD took that uh, personally to use the the Jordan uh, meme there from say the last from la- the last dance. At any rate, uh, I-, I would guess that in this one, AD comes out firing once again. I don't think you're going to see a game that he gets under like twelve or thirteen rebounds anymore in this series like he did in game two where he only had nine so uh, the rebound bets could be uh, alive as well but the the points feel low like you said in, in a game where uh, I kind of like an over so segue to to that that pick for me where I am going over 220 and a half in this game and I think it's gone down uh, because of a number of reasons. I mean, it's down from about 227 um, where the the other games were sort of set at with the, their totals in the first three games of this series. Uh, I think you're getting value on that because, it, you know, the last two have gone under a bit more because of the fact that Ja wasn't playing uh, before, you know, last game he came back, I understand. Um, but I think that was a bit of a difference. There was just a, when you scored nine points in the first quarter, 
it's kind of it's kind of dead in the water at that point. And and from that point on, though, um, you look at how many points. Right, it was like thirty, almost thirty a quarter for them, uh, which gets you two over this two twenty and a half. If the if the Lakers are coming along for the ride, which I believe they will be, because I, I think there's no shortage of of sort of fire in in the uh, the eyes of of the the Lakers right now. I think they're still going to be bringing it on offense and still going to be looking to kick Dylan Brooks in the face, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, as much as they can uh, moving forward with him playing once again. I also like Ja to come back and do more of what he's doing. So I am going to take the over 220 and a half, but I'm also, uh, you know, going to add a, a little bet there where I parlay it with Ja to have 25 and a half points in this one, get it at plus 170 on DraftKings, a little bit better uh, than a couple of the other the books that I was looking at this type of bet with, uh, because I do think Ja is going to continue to do what he needs to do to get this team on offense. And, and a couple of other guys have been like Jaron Jackson Jr. obviously struggled in that game three, and, and he might continue to have that be the case if AD is going to decide that he's getting 19 rebounds uh, and just owning that area of the floor. He might continue to have a few problems, but I think you you, you can get get a bit of expect a bit of a bounce back from guys like uh, Dylan, uh, not Dylan Brooks, sorry, Desmond Bain, uh, and also uh, Big Body Roddy, who you know missed too many of his threes that he had some good looks in that one, and they're going to continue to leave him open. He was hitting in the first two, and he just had a bad game there. So the pace uh, also is going to go back up to what it is when you play with Ja, which in, you know in game two it went down to below a hundred uh, in games one and three with Ja playing, you had it uh, you know close to one hundred one in game three, and then one hundred one and a half in game one, uh, and I think you expect more of that once again. Again, uh, like I said, it slowed all the way down to 95 in, in game two without Ja. So the, a couple of things that are also kind of relevant here in terms of, you know, one day of rest. I, I think it's it, it is relevant now when you look at how they've done in the season on, in these types of situations. Um, and, and AD and LeBron, you know, usually played it with at least one day of rest. So it's pretty, pretty relevant. I think that, you know, these teams basically average around 232 uh, when in terms of they're each scoring more than 116 points per game with one day of rest. And, and I think that is going to be helpful, like you said, for, for AD and company who would really benefit from still staying in Los Angeles and not having to get on a plane and travel. So um, Lakers can't guard point guards, especially athletic point guards like uh, John Morant. That's been their problem all season, giving up the second most points per game. Jaws averaging 31 a game in his last four at the Lake Show as well on the road there with nine and a half assists too. So uh, if you do like the points like I do, you probably get something on the assists for him as well. But just Jaw to get the 25 and a half with the win is nice plus 170. Uh, and, I, and I like those odds. Yeah, it's similar logic as I had last night with the Wolves um, forcing that game over with Ant going off. and wind up going under by one point uh, and <laughs> going to overtime. But uh, I, I agree with this here. I, I I mean, the way I'm I'm on board with Ja carrying the offense because there's a lot of really bad um, complementary pieces offensively right now. I mean, just to say that like Tillman, Roddy, Dylan Brooks, they're out there for their defense. Jaws going to continue to have a huge usage rate around 35%. It's amazing that he's able to do this with what seemed like a badly sprained uh, wrist, but he's going to continue to go out there and gun. And that's why I'm the way I'm targeting that is this head to head player prop that we'll get into in a minute uh, versus with just him to outscore LeBron. I, I don't understand how that's even money, even, even spread right now. At DraftKings, I think Ja will absolutely outscore LeBron whether this game goes over or not. Little bonus pick with a preview for the player props video there from Nate. I like it because I agree, and and I think you're right to feel uh, as confident as you do in that one, uh, which we'll talk about here but, but in this uh, player props video. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? 
then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. I know, Nate, you love your first one, so let's jump right into it. Yeah, going back to the head-to-head props at DraftKings here, LeBron and Ja head-to-head, and you can get Ja actually plus 0.5, uh, which is just even, Ja to outscore LeBron, minus 120 odds. Um, I'll start with that one first here, but I'll also mention I like them combined to get 15 assists, which is also in the head-to-head category, and that's plus 110. I like Ja outscoring Braun. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious when he has 45 in the previous game, despite spraining his wrist really badly in game one, goes six for 10 from deep. He's now shooting 48% from three in his last five playoff games. You exclude the one where he got hurt in game one. He's averaging 40 points per game in his last four playoff games, along with nine and a half assists. Braun's assists have been down uh, in the series, only 4.3, but... I mean, his last eight regular season against Memphis, seven and a half assists. His last 10 playoff games, seven assists. So, like, they're averaging around 16 and a half. I think that's pretty explanatory. The ball's going to be in their hands all the time. <clears throat> Why do I like Ja to outscore LeBron so much? I mean, aside from his personal stats, LeBron hasn't scored 30 in the playoffs since game five of the 2020 finals. That is 10 games. That includes a few games with Anthony Davis out. Um LeBron, you know, after AD goes for 34 twice against Phoenix, he gets hurt. LeBron's still only 26% usage rate, about 23 points per game in the the other two games in that series. Uh, He was diving up, though. But, I mean, his usage rate is just not as high. He's clearly not that healthy in terms of his foot right now. So he's happy to let AD have a 34% usage rate in Game 3 and bring them home with 31 points. We saw him let Austin Reeves bring them home in Game 1. The Lakers have a lot of weapons right now, um, and LeBron's not going to force anything. Even the game after Dylan Brooks does all that bullshit. I mean, now he does have the motivation of Dylan Brooks punching him in the nuts. But, I, I mean, he's 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 going to impact the game with rebounding and assists as much as scoring. I, again, I don't think he's going to force it. Whereas Job has almost no help scoring the basketball. If AD's going to 
do a great job on Triple J. If Desmond Bain is going to be, you know, a nice 1B option, but Jai's seeing a 35% usage rate in his last five playoff games. Also, his last seven regular season against the Lakers, he loves to try to ramp it up. 35% usage rate, 30 points per game. So, I mean, I would project Ja for around 30. And I, 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 like I said, LeBron has not hit that mark in a while here. That's a crazy stat because uh, everybody w- and and their uncle was on LeBron James to score 30 points. Too many people, honestly. It was a little fishy. I, I definitely was in the Discord saying, like, I don't know about LeBron to score 30. I was really on his rebounds, which he was one away from. I had five in the first quarter. But we moved past that. The assists seem nice here. I, I like the fact that you bring up, you know, there's there's some pretty um, low odds. There. It's like minus 130 for Bron to get the six assist job, minus 145 to get the eight assists, getting you to 14. But it's so likely that, you know, one of them just gets one more than that uh, based on you know how expected it is that it, it seems like it's pretty good odds to get up to plus 110 there with a unit on each and, and Jada outscore LeBron it, yeah with the, thir- the not scoring 30 since the bubble uh, is pretty wild but it, it makes sense as well for, for LeBron right now where it's not that he like necessarily looks too bad or, or old or anything to that extent I'm not going to go that far uh, but he's pushing the pace and I think he's you know not necessarily um, getting the amount of shots up once he's once they get across half court as they're a little bit more focused on ad and even austin reeves who is and, and even Rui, uh who's a huge beneficiary of that uh of lebron and has been since he got there so let me actually just move on to Rui uh and make him my my first pick here talking about uh you know what he's going to do in this game over 13 and a half points um and i'm actually going to just parlay that with uh one made three at plus 120 on DraftKings for a unit um so 14 points there i mean the 14 points alone is about minus 125 uh if you want to take that as well and just feel a little bit safer than than having to make a three but i, I feel confident in him making a three he's made at least one in all three of these of these games um and like we kind of have to pick him at some point or at least discuss Rui Hachibora averaging 21.7 points per game as the third leading scorer on the lakers um since this series started and, and i know that he had 29 in that first game and was like sizzling hot and and you don't want necessarily to bank on that happening too often. Um, but the 22 points a game, even, you know, after he's come down a bit from the 29 that he scored in, in the first game, like he's, he's still got this 14 points in, in all three of these games. Um, the 5.3 boards too, that's in 28 minutes per game. He has a 22% usage rate in the series up from 17 during the regular season. I, I do think they know that he's hot right now and he's getting the ball as he's making three of four threes per game uh, since, you know, in, in, like I said, in, in this playoff. So um, basically the one thing I was looking at with Rui since he joined the Lakers is is like if he gets 25 minutes, he gets 14 points. Uh, he's played 25 regular se- or 25 total games now with the Lakers. He's played over 25 minutes 10 times uh, and scored 14 points in eight of those t- uh, 10 times that he got 25 minutes. So obviously all three, that's including the playoffs as well. He's now fifth in minutes uh, on the team. And like I said, the third leading scorer. So in general, like he's been pretty hot coming in. He has 15 a game in 25 minutes over the last 10 regular season games before the, the playoffs even started. So I think, you know, they kind of saw what was coming with Rui beforehand and, and he's become a pretty nice focal point of the offense in a way that, like I said, if he's going to be getting too close to uh, 30 minutes a game, then I think you can book him for 14 points. Yeah, this is where Memphis is really missing their depth is like a secondary, you know, a bench player to deal with guys that the Lakers actually have superior depth here. Guys like Rui and Malik Beasley and, and Schroeder coming at you in the second unit. And like, who do the Grizz have? They have guys that were in the G League most of the year and, and they have great organizational depth, but they're still not, you know, able to to stop a guy like Rui, who's, who's really had a nice series there going against 
the backups. So yeah, Brandon Clark uh, would be uh, super useful right now trying to guard Rui Hachimura. So or, yeah, or, I was thinking of slow mo. Yeah, it was, it was or even slow mo. Right? Yeah. How crazy is it that we're uh, right now? We're saying the Lakers have so much more depth than the depth than the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, what if I told you that was going to be the case a year ago? You'd be like, you're absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, that's what Memphis, they they refused to do anything at the trade deadline line ever, and it, it, it bit them this year because of those two unfortunate injuries in the front mm-hmm. court. Uh, but, yeah, moving on to Miami, playoff Jimmy. Uh, take the over, 28.5 points. Uh, that's even money, and I would put half a unit as well on three stocks for plus 140. Uh, I think you know he's capable of putting that up for sure. Also should mention that DraftKings has this playoff Jimmy special for 25 points, five assists, two steals, and at one three plus 350. I have no problem with that either. Uh, Probably a quarter of a uni because that is a lot of criteria. But look, here's what he's averaging in the series. 30 points per game, six assists, and he has seven total steals. And he's only playing 33 minutes a game. I mean, he's only played 28 minutes in the last two because they were non-competitive. Still got you 27 and a half points. Still hit six threes. And the Bucks, as I mentioned in the game video, are not guarding the three-point line very well. That's what they're giving you. I mean, Miami hasn't really been bowling to the paint since game one. And, and they're happy to shoot threes and move the ball around. So that means more assists for Jimmy. It means he's willing to take threes because he is a smart player. We'll take what you give him. And we all know about his history in the playoffs. Now, last five, you include... Uh, two last year, he's at nearly 35 points per game on a 32% usage rate, two and a half steals, and he shot at least 55% for the field in each game. Uh, you know, even in the regular season against Milwaukee when Giannis is out there, he's averaging a point per minute his last two, 27 and a half points, 27 and a half minutes. And now in those last five playoff games where he's playing 39 minutes, uh, I mean, you got to expect him to get around 30. Miami without Tyler Hero needs his offense even more. You look at Jimmy in the playoffs with that hero, actually same points, same usage, but the efficiency goes up, um, especially from three. He hits two and a half threes at 47% when hero's not out there, just kind of knowing what his team needs, able to do so much. And Bam also kind of hobbled right now. So I, I expect Jimmy to be all over the floor as Miami tries to get a stranglehold this series. Yeah, I mean Jimmy's gonna be bringing it. Uh, the the like I said, the the fluctuation with Miami always terrifies me. But not not with this is the one player <laughs> that I think you could rely on, uh, even in this series and and playing against Milwaukee, who he as you mentioned a couple times plays super well against and just brings it. So the, the twenty nine points is a lot. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that you you're bringing the twenty nine points. It feels like something that'll be a little bit out of the range of what you'd feel comfortable betting on. Um, but I I'm with it if it's gonna be a playoff game that they're gonna need him to be scoring a lot and and we both like points in this game you like the, especially for the heat uh and i definitely like it for the game at, at a low total there so uh that's also why i'm going with caleb martin here uh for the last pick finishing out from this game uh in the heat and, and the buck series here nine and a half points for martin is minus 113 on fanduel i really like that with a unit i also want to put a unit on under four and a half rebounds for him you're getting good uh odds there at plus 110 uh on DraftKings is the best juice back for him to get under five boards uh i'm so there's a couple of things here I, i'm banging he got 33 minutes in game three his minutes have gone up and 
each of the first three games, 26 in, in game one, 29 game two, 20, and then 33 here in this last game. Um, and, you know, in part, probably there were some minutes in the first half that, that Tyler Hero was getting, but Caleb Martin's in there for his defense. Uh, he's playing incredible defense. He has the best defensive rating on the team individual at, at 28 minutes, 28 minutes uh, per game now, or above that, about 29, 102 defensive rating. Uh, he's guarded Drew for, for most of the, the time, definitely in game three, he guarded him for the most. Uh, and then games one and two as well. He, he split some time there, but spent the, mo uh, the most time on Drew. Also some time on Middleton, who had a really good game last game uh, as they needed him to and, and scored on pretty much everybody that was trying to guard him, even Jimmy. Um, but Jimmy does spend more time on Middleton. It's just like Caleb Martin's the, the second defender really for guarding Chris Middleton when he's on the floor. Uh, and even though Gabe Vincent's been starting, he's been getting all the time in the second half and even when it's a blowout. So whatever happens in this game, I think you can feel pretty confident that, that Caleb Martin's in there in the second half for his defense as he's played twice as many minutes in the second half of all three games as Gabe Vincent, who has been really efficient scoring. I started looking at him because I was like, okay, we're back. We're still at about 11 and a half points for Gabe Vincent. That feels pretty right considering he had 15 and 16 and just kind of had a bad game with only 18 minutes played last game because Caleb Martin was in there so much. But that was the moment that I go, oh, okay, got it. Caleb Martin's in there for his defense. He's going to get out there and get uh, get the time. And, and he's getting points because of you know a, a slightly higher usage rate uh, than he normally got in, in the regular season. But also just because you know he's out there and, and the beneficiary of the fact that they're so honed in, especially on Bam, uh, who has not you know, been really able to get free and do too much over the course of the three games here. In the series, he's averaging uh, Caleb Martin 14 and a half points a game. He's gone over this prop all three times. Um, he's got five rebounds as well in 29 minutes per game. Uh, in games one and two, he though uh, kind of focusing on why I like the under for the rebounds. In games one and two, he had four combined boards. Uh, in game three, he had 11 rebounds. There's no Giannis in game three. I, I just can't see um, Caleb Martin being allowed to get five rebounds in a game that Giannis is playing in with all those massive trees that are playing out there for uh, Milwaukee at that point. And, and if you look at what happens when Giannis plays this season, uh, the, uh, he, they give up 43 rebounds to their opponent. When he doesn't play, they give up 48. Uh, you combine that with the fact that they shot 44% from the field as a team did Milwaukee, which would be good for like 28th uh, in the league this year. You know, that you can't expect that to happen co consistently like that. I, I think both these teams just show this, this, you know, inconsistent nature that they have this year to where, uh, especially with the fluctuating three pointers, which you talked about a bunch as well in the, in the best bets video, where we're kind of looking at how, how many threes these, these teams are shooting uh, and, and going like, well, they miss some, they, some games and they make them the next game. Um, and it feels like Milwaukee won't have, two bad games like that in a row so you know i, I think uh Caleb martin's a good bet to to get the points there but i feel good about the the juice that you get for under five boards which i think is is bloated after he just had 11 and people just saw him flying around the rim getting offensive rebounds that i don't think are going to be available with Giannis out there yeah i think the points is a sharp bet here it might actually be sharper than, than my jimmy bick which is you know a little a little fishy to just say like this guy's going to continue to get 30 every single game uh, I might revise that and say the stocks is maybe a better <laughs> option for Jimmy, but rebounds too. I I mean I I don't I don't like this at all. You trying to take under on Caleb Martin's rebounds? Don't don't get cute, guys. Does, <laughs> yes, he had eleven boards. That's the way the ball bounced. Like Milwaukee is going to shoot a ton of threes. There's going to the pace is really fast. He's going to be out there playing a lot of minutes because there's no Tyler Hero. He's a good defender. That means he will rebound. Like rebounds can go, can come and go. Uh, I mean, and betting under on four, eh, that's that would be a scary thing. I would put very small amount on that, but I like ten points for sure. 
<laughs> I'm putting a unit on both. Uh, I think the rebounds are something that he doesn't get five rebounds very often. So I think we're just all remembering, like I said, what he did. Maybe maybe a sixer on it. We'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens on the rebounds. But we are in a high agreement on the points. Oh, I so don't want I'd any be- part of that. Rebounds bounce random ways. <laughs> Fine, we won't bet a sixer on it. But we will uh, maybe up my uh, nine and a half points bet for him to uh, one and a half units there. As I, as I also feel really confident, and now you've validated me, and I, I'm feeling even better about it. So. That is all the time we have for you in the Playa Props video for today. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also, check out our Best Bets video. We're looking to stay super hot with you guys these playoffs. So until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>